Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty Warzone podcast it took one day joined the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when i thought i was gonna be in re- rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy. Which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring. And let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to get into some seasonal 2020 Dynasty predictions. No, it's not going to be me and my co-host doing things like, and in the Super Bowl, we have, because we've already done that. Me and Dr. Kyle did that last week on the Big Bets Fantasy Podcast. You can find that on the same stream. It drive, dropped live last Friday. But this this podcast does not have a doctor. This podcast has the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's going on, buddy? I am just fortunate that you gave me that nickname a long time ago because the person that really deserves it is you, my friend. I have missed you. 
how are you doing? You have been everywhere doing everything. Good stuff. I listened to the uh, the Big Bat show with Kyle. Uh, he was messing with me a little bit, said he popped his Jerry Cherry on that show. Uh, so give that a listen if you haven't. I'm not even a huge gambler, and I listen just because I love to hear your voice. What is going on? It's starting to get a little nipply outside. I, uh, I walked outside to take the dog the other day, and I was not ready for it, which only means that football is around the corner. Now, if you're watching this live with us on YouTube on Tuesday night, we're eh, we're less than 48 hours away. If you're listening to this on Wednesday on your commute to work or maybe at lunch, we're about eh, 36 hours away, maybe 30. It depends on when you get this show. But man, I am excited. We have got so much going on, Jerry. And I'm glad you brought up the big bet, man, because yeah, last week we talked about our seasonal MVP and who we like to win certain divisions and who we like to win the Super Bowl, uh, player props, things like that. But tonight we're going to attack the seasonal preview from a real dynasty. Oh, and look at that. Break. Now we're live on YouTube. <laughs> and now we're live on listen, YouTube. Listen, would, would it be this show if we didn't wait to actually record it live? No, hell no. I mean, we're already two minutes behind. But all this is included for the people of the of the podcast. They get it all. The the YouTube audience, I forgot. I, it, it, on the live feed, it does this. Click go live. I click go live. And then it's like, are you sure you want to go live? Apparently, I was not sure. So yeah, we, all right. we are now live on the YouTubes. Uh, I'm here with Jerry. We've already been talking for the first two minutes. You're going to have to go back and download the podcast to see what you missed. <laughs> Jerry, are you ready to talk about some dynasty seasonal previews, like like stuff that will really impact dynasty rosters? Listen, is there anything else we can really talk about at this point? Well, yeah, this I is, mean, we could talk this, about this Odell is, Beckham. Yeah, yeah, that would be a shitty conversation, though. Uh, Boom, that, like a pro. That would be a shitty conversation. I, I like I like what you did there. Interesting. Hey, I saw a a, a poll on Twitter that said, "How much would it take for you to have a?" Uh, uh, a number two dropped on you, and it was like, you know, zero to a thousand, a thousand to ten thousand, ten thousand to ninety thousand, and like a hundred thousand plus. I'm like, well, anyone who voted on this is willing to get pooped on. It just really, right now, we're just negotiating. So don't judge that man if you answered that poll in any way, shape, or form. And listen, you would all be ashamed of me if you knew my number, so I'm not even going to tell you what my number is. $7. Jerry said $7 <laughs> U.S. money, uh, and, and you can too. Anyway, before we get into this, so on tonight's show, again, from a dynasty standpoint, we're going to talk about our uh, rookie that is going to be a league winner, our rookie most likely to flop, our MVP of the season, who's going to increase their value exponentially, so much going on, but I've got to make sure that we do our promoting. Jerry, have you guys decided on what Monday you're going to drop the Devi podcast? Uh, we have not yet. I think we're going to want to see how the college football season starts a little bit, which is coming up too, baby. Well, that and you got to figure if the, the presidents and the commissioner of the Big Ten get their head out of their ass and decide to actually have a yeah. season or... That, we'll see what they do. That would be helpful. And if you stick around all the way to the end of this podcast, Jerry and I are going to give you one name each from the NCAA to keep a keep an eye on as we go into draft season, especially mine is from the Big Ten. So, spoiler alert, without a spoiler alert, 
So be on the lookout for the Devi show. If you're subscribed to this feed, you're going to get it tomorrow night on both the, the YouTube feed and live here on the, the podcast on Thursday morning. We're going to be doing the DFS and gambling show with myself, with Dr. Kyle. And we're going to be covering our game of the week, our player props of the week, our uh, DFS uh, for both tournament and cash game. Going to be a real interesting look at Dynasty and Fantasy for Wednesday night. So, Jerry, you've been tuning in. What do you think about the show so far? Uh, it's good. Well, like I said, I'm not a huge gambler. I just I, I like to hear different reasons why you guys bet the the reasons that you do, like it, why you pick those games. Because that's where all your best nuggets are, if you'd like me to be completely honest with you. I think I think your Vegas influence, the way Vegas influences your decisions, I think is something that is very untapped in the world of fantasy. Uh, and I think it's very critical. I think it, because it, if there's one thing, you know, money talks and bullshit walks, and Vegas likes money. And Vegas usually likes to win money. And there's usually a reason that they come up with everything. So that's why I like to listen to you guys. Well, it's just, you, you, you have to have every avenue open to you. The, the reason why I use Vegas is exactly what you said. It's one thing to be a part-time fantasy football analyst and a full-time accountant or a full-time teacher or a full-time whatever. You know, I'm a production manager by trade of a couple of buildings. But it's another thing to actually put your hard-earned cash on the line and say, hey, this is what I believe. It's one thing to drop the random hot take on Twitter, but that's easy to walk away from. Show me a betting slip, and don't pretend like even though your state doesn't have legalized gambling, you can't get down, because you totally can. Uh, I never had any issues here in the great state of Indiana prior to the legalization. Jerry, it's legal up there in Michigan, right? It is, uh, newly, as of 2020, I believe. And But you guys have to go to casinos, right? You guys aren't allowed to do app-based betting. No. Yeah, just just casinos or horse tracks, that kind of thing. Well, uh, look forward to the apps, man. <laughs> the apps are kind of like uh, Netflix to uh, Blockbuster. It's great to be able to get in the car and run down and rent the, the latest movie, but it's also a lot easier just to fire up Netflix and watch whatever it is that you want to watch. Uh, the YouTube, Jerry, I did a live YouTube video on Saturday talking about Antonio Gibson. And just some quick thoughts, man, and uh, you're going to be doing some of that, as well as Matt, our video editor, and a great Dynasty player in his own right, as well as Dr. Kyle. Uh, I saw tonight, as we're recording live on Tuesday on YouTube, that Brandon Cooks missed practice with a hamstring uh, or some kind of muscle injury, and that's the kind of thing you'd want Dr. Kyle to go live on, wouldn't it be? Yeah, and of, of course. That's exactly what would happen with Brandon Cooks, isn't it? Like every time I have just a little sliver of hope for the man, he just takes it away. Come on. Yeah. So make sure you guys are subscribed and turn the notifications on. Again, at some point this week, Dr. Kyle will land a an injury update. May not be, you know, maybe five minutes, but you don't want to miss it. The one thing about the podcast, if you're not watching the live feed, you're really getting yesterday's newspaper tomorrow. And some sometimes that can be very beneficial, but a lot of times it's not. So make sure you're subscribed. And then on, I don't know, Jerry, pick a day. Pick a day. You and I will go live one day this week, and we will redraw for the DK Metcalf jersey. Do you have a day in mind? I mean, listen, you are the one that does stuff. All you got to do is let me know. What You want to do this tomorrow? Uh, let's do this tomorrow night. That's Wednesday night, Wednesday 9-9-2020. 
right before we go live with Dr. Kyle on the fabulous Big Bet podcast, we will redraw for the DK Metcalf jersey. What do you think, Jer? And I can win it this time? Nope. This is horse shit. Hey, uh, you didn't rate and review the fucking podcast. All right. Uh, listen, you don't know that. Maybe maybe I have a pseudo name. You don't know. Well, then when the pseudo name wins and Mike Jernigan sends out that jersey, just give me the <laughs> pseudonym's correct address and we'll we'll get in there like swimwear. So we will run that through the wheel of names tomorrow night, nine o'clock, on the YouTube feed live, which will then transition right into the live version of the fabulous Big Bet. All right, Jerry, a couple other things to talk about real quick. We have a new sponsor, Jerry. Moving up in the world, Randy. You know, nothing against ball hair trimmers. We're moving in a direction differently than the ball hair trimmers, Jerry. Yeah, which is usually not our MO. So it's good to see that we're we're changing course on this one. Now, it's not that we're against, you know, you know, taking care of your, yourself, but man, absolutely. Everybody's on that ball hair trimmers. We have linked up with Athletic Apparel brand uh, hate brand goods. You can find it at thehate.com. That's the h v i i i.com on the interwebs. This company was founded by two-time Highland Games champion Matt Vincent. Uh, I've been following Matt on Instagram and Twitter for the last four or five years. Uh, the shirt that I'm wearing live on the YouTube is one of their shirts. If you ever follow me on Instagram, all the shorts that I wear in the gym are hate brand shorts. I wear the joggers, Jerry. This stuff is, is top notch. It's designed for the athlete who goes to the gym. I, I love them, especially if like you're into the classic lifts like squats and deadlifts and what have you jerry you're not into those though i am not but listen i'm I'm looking at you right now Whew. oh those pecs are looking good uh, and, I, and I, I think it's the shirt it, it, I, it, I don't i sorry i think it's fake i think you paid for that and it's all, it's we, all we, I, I had a pectoral implant so but they've also got other cool stuff they've got gym bags they've got towels uh, they got one of the sweetest coffee mugs out there it says kick today in the dick and, I saw that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. If you're interested in, in checking out an apparel brand, it's really it's a lifestyle brand. If you're fashion forward at all, and you're looking for something outside of Nike or Under Armour, Adidas, and you just want to mix some of this stuff in, that's how I got involved with the brand. Again, I, I didn't agree to become a, a, a sponsor of this brand and all of a sudden wind up with the t-shirt. I mean, I've had this stuff for a long time. I believe in it. I wear it. And there'll be a link in my Twitter bio as well as the show bio. And you can save 10% at checkout by using code Memphis. So go over there, check it out. If you're trying to you know, mix up your, your fashion game a little bit, Jerry got, got a new haircut. We got to get him in some joggers before he gets back to campus. I don't even know what the hell joggers are. They're the, the, the tapered sweatpants, Jerry, that have the uh, little uh, ankle cuff. Okay, okay. They're not like your dad's old man creepy gray ass sweatpants <laughs> that comes with like a like 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 a barbecue tops with like yeah it's got like mustard on it yeah, maybe it's, it's like a, a Marlboro cigarette T-shirt or something oh yeah I, I know I, the look I, I was thinking uh, like barbecue sauce but yeah we're on we're on the same page so if you're looking for something fresh something different go to thehate.com that's the h v i i i dot com or just go to the link in the show notes or on my Twitter page. And then the Patreon, Jerry. Dude, I am having more fun in the Patreon than ever before. Yeah, and they bust my balls if I don't talk for long enough. You know, <laughs> I uh, I came back and they were like, oh, it's good to see you're back. Man, it's been like 
four hours. <laughs> Give me a break. So, so in in the sake of being purely transparent, there are a lot of other group chats that I'm in that I kind of put on. Well, I definitely put on the back burner because right now I'm in a busier season at work. Obviously, we're doing a lot with the podcast, the YouTube, everything else going on. But man, I love the Patreon. You know, one of our patrons got engaged today or is getting engaged. They posted a picture of the ring. Um, we're talking about a, a redraft. One one patron had a redraft fall uh, fall through, and two other patrons agreed to split the entry fee and, and you know, jump in to save this league to get this. It's, it's an amazing group of people. And if you want to know what you're mi- missing out on, just go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and see what's up. And if you want to bust Jerry's balls in a group setting, we would love to have you. They are all so good at it. It's like it's like when you join, a little bit of Randy gets injected into you, and it just comes it comes naturally. Well, what Jerry, you you do know who uh, who you know brings all the patrons into the group chat, right? Oh yeah, no, you get the first hello. It's got me a little jealous. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Randy I, I, gets I, to I, drop I, whatever GIF he wants. It's fine. Oh, shh. you keep that GIF thing on the DL, young man. <laughs> that that is a classified patron patron business only but you can find out what it's about patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone and don't forget to go to itunes stitcher wherever you're listening to this if you're watching on the youtube please hit subscribe and if you're on the youtube please click notifications that way you don't miss anything we've got going on we are only going to ramp up the content and jerry here's the dirty secret that these people don't get jerry jerry do you listen to podcasts besides ours i do i want you to look in your podcast queue at the three podcasts in front of us and look at the three behind us. There's a good chance that the content will dry up like the Sahara come about February 1. And, dude, that's when we're just getting started. That's when we, we really ramp this thing up. You Devi guys are going to have a ton going on. Rate, review, and subscribe. You don't miss a thing that way. And, listen, I uh, when I first started getting into podcasts, like for the longest time I never listened to any of them. And then I started listening to Matthew Barry. You know, he started making me realize that I was – dog shit at fantasy and i could get better at it so i started trying hey hey well, hold on me uh, and matt me and matthew barry have something in common keep going <laughs> uh but you know it would get to be that part of the season and all of a sudden those you know five episodes a week that i was eating up every single time i went to work now i got one every two weeks and then i got one a month and then you know it's it breaks your heart is what it does because you just want to consume and if there is one thing that the Dynasty Wars that is Dynasty Warzone is good at, not speaking, not English, the English language is a flaw of of this man. You've got a little handle of it, your own your own version, a, l- a little bit. Dictionary, we call yeah, that it will slang- have its own dictionary in the future. We, we call we call that language where I'm from. Yeah, no, a, a future historian will find the Randy dictionary, and they will have no idea what the hell language we spoke. But if there's one thing we are good at. It is consistent consistency, vomiting content upon all of you because we know, we know that you are all nerds and you're all degenerates and you're all addicted because we are too. And you wouldn't be here if you weren't exactly like us. Yeah, we, we've been something like, I, I think it's 110 or 112 straight Wednesdays in a row. Which is just... Silly. That mm. is just a silly number to say. Good for us. I'm patting my own self on the damn back. All right. Well, let's give them some dynasty goodness. That's what they're here for, Jerry. So we're going to hit them with some categories. 
about their dynasty roster because that's what this show is about, dynasty. We'll do the other shenanigans on the other show. So let's talk about this, man. Who is going to be your 2020 rookie that will wind up being a league winner? Well, I'm going to just ignore Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because I think he is sort of the obvious choice. And I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins. He's on a prolific rushing offense. He's not going to be the main guy that everybody looks at because Lamar is going to take some of the work and Mark Ingram is there. But I really think they want J.K. Dobbins to do a lot of work. And he can pass and he can run and he can block and he can do everything you want. And the thing about J.K. Dobbins, when you watch that man play at Ohio State, is that man can just take off and he's gone. He doesn't even look that fast when you watch him play, and all of a sudden he's running 65 yards down the field. He's just one of these guys, and I don't want to say Zeke because they both went to Ohio State, but you watch Zeke, and all of a sudden, boom, he would squirt out and he would just be gone. And I think that's what we're going to be looking at out of J.K. Dobbins. I really think he's going to be, I don't want to say the the under-the-radar running back because he's not, but if he outperformed Every single one, except for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that's just that's too beneficial of a situation. I would not be surprised at all. Over Jonathan Taylor, over Swift, over C.D. Lamb, and everybody else. I just, I really have this feeling that because it's a crowded backfield, that people are a little bit more down on them in 2020, and I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Well, I I agree with you. I, I and, and I guess I should preface mine with saying that I also did not talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and JT because where you're drafting those guys in redraft or where you drafted those in your rookie draft, you're already counting on those guys to contribute this year. So there's no value. They can be good. They can certainly help you win. But I think it's a little misleading when you see that on Twitter or other Dynasty and Fantasy podcasts when they call these guys league winners. They're not league winners. You're not drafting them in a position to where they, their value helps you win the league. They're, they're part of your main build, and if they don't contribute, you're what is what uh, I've heard the term fucked if they don't contribute. My, my, my rookie, is, it, is that what the kids call it? That is what I call it, Jerry, and I am not a kid. Um, but, hey, you know the, the, the kids are cool. I, you, know, you, you young people, mm, something else. So, so my rookie league winner is Antonio Gibson. Between the Adrian Peterson news of him getting cut and wound up in uh, Jerry's backyard, Detroit, he is doing to Detroit what Frank Gore is doing to the Jets. But on the Gibson thing, listen to the comments that Adrian Peterson made to Josina Anderson on the way out the door. They want this to be a basically a one-man offense. And I'm, I, I'm just reading, what, why would Adrian Peterson lie? To what advantage of it to him is it to say anything misleading to Josina Anderson? And if you don't know anything about Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, first of all, you must be new. Welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. My name is Memphis. My co-host is Jerry. And I have been a big fan and a proponent of Scott Turner the entire offseason. Who is Scott Turner? Scott Turner was the gentleman last year who turned Christian McCaffrey from an RB1 to the RB1. He went from being, you know, like I said, a top consistent 8, 9, 7, somewhere in that neighborhood guy to the number one with the bullet, baby. And this guy's now the play caller in Washington. It's the same reason why I love Terry McLaren. More on him in a bit. But I think where you got him, if you've already done your redraft or your rookie leagues, you've got value. Had a, had a fellow owner today offer me an early 
20, 21 second for uh, Antonio Gibson. I'm like, dude, if we were to redo our rookie draft today, he'd go at the 106. He would go at the 106 in a one QB league. Um, Superflex, obviously, he, he would still be a first-round pick. He would be further toward the back. But for me, it's Antonio Gibson all the way because you got him at a value. And because you got him at a value, when he returns the volume and the points, that's why he's going to help you win this league. You weren't counting on him. You were hoping for a little something-something. And now, if this guy does what Adrian Peterson says he could do, man, this guy could go nuclear in your roster. I got him in every redraft league. Uh, I've got him in a ton of dynasty leagues. Jerry, what do you think about Antonio Gibson? It is an interesting situation. That is what I will give you. I think everything you just said was well-argued and well-justified. But that boy scares the hell out of me. Um, He was not destined to be in the job that he is in now. Um, I think everybody thought Darius Geis was not going to be a pile of human excrement. That was wrong. And then once he was gone, I think they sort of just decided they were not going to play with Adrian Peterson anymore. I think... If Darius guy stays, I think he probably still is. But that's those are the what ifs. The situation we are in now, Antonio Gibson is the guy. Um, so where you got him, the third, you think that's safe? I don't. I don't know many times that Antonio Gibson went in the second, but maybe maybe late. Um, yeah, you're getting him in in a first if the draft was today. Hey Jerry, do you know who the number one pick of this draft class was for the Washington Football Team? Any guesses? It's tra- it, it's Chase it Young. It's the Predator. It's Chase Young. You know who their next? Oh, yeah, he was ahead of the Lions. What am I thinking? But you know who their second pick was? It was Antonio Gibson. They wanted this it, guy. They, they 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 picked him at 66th overall, knowing that they didn't have another pick until 108. And yet they they made the decision to pull the trigger on this guy. He was selected by this regime, and that matters. Now, there's still the the thing of Peyton Barber, J.D. McKissick's there, Bryce Love is there. Some of those guys were, yeah, I mean, Jerry. I don't don't mean to be rude and to interrupt you, but I just heard that's... Crumb bums and shoe clerks, baby. Crumb bums and shoe clerks, that's my man. That's right. Listen, here's the thing. Third round pick, not that bad. We've seen tons of running backs in this league go in the third round and be pretty good. Alvin Kamara, looking at you, he was pretty good from that spot. And here's the other thing about the dude. Not only was he a great pass catcher that everybody knows, but for some reason, whenever you say that, I've been hearing weird things like that he's a small guy. I don't know in what fucking world you're living in. The dude is 6'2", 220. So he's borderline monstrous compared to other running backs in the league. So he's got pretty good draft capital. He's got the starting job. He's a versatile guy. He's a big guy. Listen, he's raw. He's going to be raw. I am all for selling the hell out of him just because I like to play it safe. But if I'm wrong, which believe it or not happens, the man is going to hit out of this, out of this world. So I I'm not going to argue with you from that standpoint. And as far as the rookie that is most likely to immediately increase their value, is there any competition? Well, Any of them? Well, here's the thing. Let me. I just pulled up his uh, his card on PlayerProfiler.com. Six foot, two twenty eight, uh, four three nine forty, uh, speed score one twenty two point eight, ninety ninth percentile. Most comparable or best comparable to Joe Mixon. 
Uh, I absolutely like pretty that. good prospect. Just uh, for the record, uh, I, I will say. I, how about this, Jerry? You want you want a mini bold take to, to compliment last week? Mm-hmm. I will. I will bet you that in 2020, Antonio Gibson gets more targets on the season than Joe Mixon. Take that I'm bet. I'm not going to argue. Take that bet if you hate money. All right, let's get this thing moving. So we talked about rookies that we're buying into. Jerry, let's talk about flops. You do know that approximately 40% of all rookies flop. And then, you know, that there's another percentage of the ones that don't flop that just kind of tread water and chug along. So who is your dynasty rookie that's going to flop, especially for 2020? I hate saying it. I really do because I love all Jerry's that are in this world, except for Jerry Sandusky. Cause he screwed us over, but I just, there is something about that situation in Denver with Cortland Sutton already there. And I just feel like Cortland Sutton is going to feast and drew lock is still going to have some struggling. I, yeah, I just think it's Jerry Judy. I think, you know, where did, where did he go in your leagues? Middle of the first round? Maybe, maybe. You got him at 109, 110. Do I think he's going to return that sort of value? I really don't, Randy. I just I don't think it's going to be that great of a passing uh, offense. I think there's a whole lot of people in that offense that are going to need their touches. And he's going to be the rookie that's learning how to play when on the opposite side, he's going to have Cortland Sutton, who's already shown that he's got a dick that hangs to his knee. So that's going to be tough. Don't you give don't you give me those wide eyes. You know that's true. It's uh, so it it it's Judy for me and it hurts because I love the dude as a prospect and I think if he was in a different situation I think he could easily have been a league winner. And I'm not saying that he's a bad prospect and you should sell him. I just think in 2020 it's I think you're going to see a dip in his value. And let me piggyback on that before I give you my guy. This is by no means a sell low. This is, if, yeah, any, no. if anything, this is designed to help you guys. Don't freak out if your guy doesn't have a, a great season. And, you know, my guy's Justin Jefferson. And before you get your panties all in a knot and say there's no way these guys can bust, I want to give you some results from, from the last three draft classes of guys that went in the... <laughs> no, the don't uh, do that to uh, us. Of guys that went in the first round that if I had told you they were going to bust three years ago, you would have told me I was smoking crack or full of shit. And I might be smoking crack and I might be full of shit, but I wasn't wrong when I said Corey Davis was a bust at the 101. That uh, O.J. Howard, to this point, I don't know that he's been a bust, but he's been like a borderline bust. David and, for the for the place you got him, he has been a bust. David and Joku. How about Samaje Pirine at the one ten? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Samaje. You know what? S- someone bowed up for Samaje Pirine a few years ago, the same way people are bowing up for Cam Akers right now. Believe me, shit happens, and, and guys bust. How about Sony Michelle at the one o four? How about Josh Rosen at the one o five in a superflex league? How about Baker Mayfield at the 106? Now, Baker's not been a bust. He's been a borderline jag, but at least he's returned some value. How about Rashad Penny at the 109? Or Royce Freeman in front of DJ Moore at the 111? How fucking sad is that owner right now? I won't mention any names because that shit's not cool. But, but how sad is that person right now when they realize they took Royce fucking Freeman... Over DJ oh, Moore. DJ Moore. Dude, yeah, I, that backfired. I, I would be puking in my hat. Well, let's go to 2019, right? You know, we get better at this as time goes on, right, Jerry? 
Yeah, no, that's no, what they say. No, we fucking don't. Enkeel Harry, 101 overall in 2019. Uh, I mean, at 20, David Montgomery, 109. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, 110. Paris Campbell, I mean, I'm a Colts fan, 112. There, there, there's still room for improvement. And those jack-offs went before a guy, maybe you've heard of him, named A.J. Brown, Drew Locke, Devin Singletary, and Marquise Brown. Guys, when we tell you that these guys are going to bust, we don't do it to be dicks. We don't do it to be hot takeish. We're telling you this because this shit happens, and we act and, like... and you didn't name all the names. Oh, I mean, we no. could talk Rojo. We could talk Carryon Johnson. We could talk Darius guys. We could keep going. Th- th- there are plenty. I, I, you know, Jerry. You know what they do at FM radio, right? They What's play. That? They play nothing but the hits. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just came out with the greatest hits, and, and my rookie most likely to flop this year is Justin Jefferson. You know, he's already in, in two wide receiver sets. He is behind Ola B.C. Johnson. B.C. is running with the ones. It's him and Adam Thielen. And then uh, in those two wide receiver sets, it's B.C. Thielen, Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr. And, and, and this is a team that ran two wide receiver set, two tight end sets, 74% of the time last year. Then you add into the fact that in college, Justin Jefferson played 98% of his snaps out of the slot. This is no bueno. He's been running with the twos. Um, I am concerned. This was the this was the 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 pick that everybody thought would have been a great fit for the Eagles, and the Eagles passed him up and went with Jalen Rager. Uh, I have my I have my concerns, and I think that this will be. Not only do I think he will flop for 2020. He may be one of the ones we're looking back three years from now, like we just looked back over the last three draft classes. He may be the one we look back on and go, holy shit. You know, he was a product of that Joe Brady offense. Holy shit, he was a product of the the Joe Burrow quarterback situation. He was the product of being on the field with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and a great offensive line. And we may look back and just say, we whiffed on this guy. Jerry, what do you think, kid? I mean, I'm a Justin Jefferson guy, but I mean, it's a good argument. I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate it. I firmly believe that Kirk Cousins is a pretty good quarterback in this league. And I think he can step into the Stefan Diggs role, but it's all, it's all concerning. Don't get me wrong. The old BC Johnson stuff. I don't, I don't know how much I buy into that. If you thought old BC Johnson was so great, I don't, I don't know. Then why haven't we really seen it? And why did you take Justin Jefferson in the first round? But I've seen organizations do that looking at you, Rashad Penny. Um, I hear you. I hear you. And it's going to be somebody. And if it's him, listen, here's the thing about him at LSU. Like you said, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Thaddeus Moss, Joe Brady's back there. You got Coach O just raspy as all hell on the sideline. Maybe he was. And... Honestly, if you, if I was going to be a betting man, I would put the percentage on him being one of the people that bust a little bit higher than most, even though I like the guy, just because of that situation where it was, you know, you were just, you were a rich kid just living in the fenced-in neighborhood, and, you know, that made you think, you know, you were you were sitting on third base and you thought you hit a triple. You know, it's 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 very it's odd. Had he had he been drafted, literally, had him and Jalen Rager flip spots, he'd be in a smash right now. 
I mean, yeah. with, with Arthago Whiteside running on the outside, Deshaun Jackson can run outside, and he was allowed to play his natural slot with the Eagles and, you know, three wide receiver sets with Carson Wentz. And, and a team that I think they had – they were definitely top ten in pass volume last year from, from an attempt standpoint. That would be awesome. He just happened to get drafted to a team that Kirk Cousins had a career low 440 attempts last year. You know, that was one of the lowest pass attempts in the league. Those are my concerns. I like him. Jerry, I'm going to roll right into my fantasy MVP. And remember, much like much like uh, my rookie MVP or most likely to win the league, you, you can't tell me Christian McCaffrey. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. If, if Christian McCaffrey does not return the 101 or at least a top five running back, you're pissed. He's expected to help you win your league. If he doesn't, he didn't do his job. And you can also include Lamar Jackson in that group. You can include Patrick Mahomes in that group. You can include Michael Thomas in that group. So when I said MVP, I focused on the word value. Who is going to give you the most valuable player? Matthew Stafford. Absolute smash. And I'm not going to be one of the slap dicks that goes around telling you, well, if you go back to last year and he played exactly half the snaps, and if you multiply that by two, look, I don't need to, I don't need a calculator to tell you that he was on pace for, for 38 touchdowns. I don't need a, a calculator to tell you that he was on pace for only 10 interceptions and almost 5,000 yards. That's the easy shit. That's the shit that my 13-year-old my, my could do by going to his player card. But, you know, you look, look, look at the next level stuff. You know, in this uh, Daryl Bevel offense, Matthew Stafford was completing 64%, 64.3% of his completions. His career average is 62. So he was completing more passes. He was running a career high in TD percentage. 6.5% of his attempts were going for touchdowns. You know, he was running a career high in yards per attempt. His career average in yards per attempt, 7.2. In the Daryl Bevel offense, 8.6. That's, that, that's significant. He was also running a career high in passer rating. He was on pace to have his first career year over a 100 passer rating. And, and the metric that Vegas uses is QBR. He was on pace to have a 70 QBR. To put that in perspective, a 52 is average in the league, and a 70 would have put him, I believe, top six in the league. So forget the basic stats. Look at the next, the, the next level stats, and you will see that not only is, is he in an offense built to help him succeed, but he should have all of his weapons. He should have a fully healthy Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, year two of TJ Hawkinson. They added a great pass-catching running back out of the backfield in uh, DeAndre Swift if he gets rid of this mysterious leg injury. Um, they still have Danny Amendola. He plays in a dome eight games of the year. I mean, just an absolute, oh, nine games of the year because he plays one against Minnesota. An absolute smash spot for Matthew Stafford. He is going to return a shit pile of value. Jerry, you, you dream in, in, in hues of Honolulu blue. What do you think about my Matthew Stafford take? Well, that would mean the Lions are pretty good. And you know, before, before you get into that, I don't want to cut you off, but I've been listening to, um, it's the dream preview with RJ Bell and they had, uh, some of the big boys in town doing their NFC and AFC preview and dude, all the Vegas sharps are really on the Detroit Lions. So Jerry, there's something to uh, hang your hat on that you're not wearing, by the way, no trucker cap. No, I just have the, the weird wavy hair going on right now. 
listen, that's I would love for that to be true. I think this is the time when the Detroit Lions spread out their hatred when you start to buy into them and then they suck the life from you. I think they're going to learn that lesson. Uh, no. Listen, the, the things that Matthew Safford did with Daryl Bevel in the beginning of last season was unbelievable. My man looked like a cyborg. He looked like he was going to win the MVP. So I don't think it's that crazy what you're saying. If the back issue is not really an issue and it is behind him and the the hand or whatever it was two years ago too, where he was wearing the glove, if that's gone and this man is playing like he was last year, Randy, that's not even a reach. The man is freaking good. And at some point, hopefully, the Detroit fan, Lions fans believe it. Um, as far as mine is concerned, I this has put me in a little bit of a pickle, Dick, because I am not entirely sure which guy I want to go with. So I'm going to go with a couple because, A, I'm lazy. B, you probably won't interrupt me because I'm the one that usually rudely interrupts you. Uh, if I'm going to go with a quarterback, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray because you hate him, and I'm going to spit it out really quick because I don't want you to interrupt me on this one. The dude can run. The dude is fast. The dude has DeAndre Hopkins, who is locked down. Flip me off all you want. The man has dynamic options. I do agree with you that Cliff Kingsbury is a crumb bum. I, I, he hasn't fully hit shoe clerk. We'll give it another year before he hits that. Kyler Murray has a chance. If Kyler Murray can run for six or 700 yards and – improve his passing he he's in there like swimwear uh if we're gonna go with a wide receiver ready another guy you hate and another guy we're gonna talk about his jersey tomorrow dk metcalf this dude as a rookie hit you with the 900 yards and the seven touchdowns he's got russell wilson throwing him the ball listen tyler lockett's there i get it and tyler lockett is not very sexy but tyler lockett does what you need him to do dk metcalf is just a freak He's he's a cyborg. I know in the Patreon chat I called Australian cyborgs, but DK Metcalf really is a cyborg. Uh, you know, at the beginning of last season, you know, he only had one touchdown the first month he played. Uh, he ended up with seven on the season. Five of the last seven games that he played, he got banged up in week 16, didn't really play. Um, he got over 70 yards in five of those seven games. I mean, he was really starting to pick it up. He was really starting to get a rapport with Russ. You know, there's another one. I'm just, now that I'm just spitballing and I'm just rambling, Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler can repeat what he did and gain some of that rushing yards, it would not surprise me entirely. Because that dude, he's just, he is built to do what you need him to do to be Christian McCaffrey. We just haven't seen it quite yet. But if he grows, wouldn't shock me. Randy, Plant shit on that like you're like nope. a model if you want. No, I, I like all those guys, but I, I want you to uh, just pick the one you th- – I love the Eckler take. I had a uh, – uh, I'm going to call it a heated discussion with a Twitter follower on Memorial Day about – he was talking about Eckler and, and his quarterback, and it's changed. And I'm like, well – that's fine. I also agree that the change from Uncle Phil to Tyrod is a reason for concern, but you can't do that unless you also have concern about Christian McCaffrey. He got a new quarterback. He got a new yep. OC. He got a new OC, too. At least Eckler's got the same OC. And, and you know what? You know who else got a new OC? Saquon Barkley. You know? 
Um, we don't know what the Clapper's going to do there in New York with him. At least he has the same quarterback. Oh, but the concern with the quarterback is that Daniel Jones has targeted Saquon Barkley two less times a game than Eli Manning. So don't give me this don't give me this pie in the the sky bullshit about the the Austin Eckler's quarterback is a concern. It is a slight concern, but you can't say it out of one side of your mouth and then not have concerns about other guys getting new quarterbacks. Hey, James White's got a new quarterback. So does Melvin Gordon, and so does Marlon Mack, and so does Jonathan Taylor, and so does Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and so, so do a lot of guys. we got to let this play out. Ask yourself, is the head coach still there? Is the OC still there? What did the offense look like? What did the weapons around them look like? If you want to bring Eckler down a tick, I'm cool with that. I, I, I think that Eckler is going to be a great value this year, but don't give me lazy pie-in-the-sky Twitter takes or I will come with the hot fire. All right, Jerry, let's talk busts. Let's talk about flops. Let's talk about guys that are not going to return their ADP. And uh, I'm going to start with Derrick Henry. And I know that's going to get me uh, Twitter shit from the listeners, and that's cool. But I'm going to back it up with stats. First of all, if you've listened to the fabulous big bet, uh, I've made big, I've made bets against Derrick Henry's season total. Because if you go back and historically look, and I don't have that data in front of me, but the person who wins the rushing title misses about five games a year the following year on average. That's over the last 10 years. So if you go back to 10 last rushing champions, the next year their production goes down about 40%, and they miss about five games on average. Um, so let, let's look at some other deeper stats on, on Derrick Henry. So last year in weeks 7 through 17 when Ryan Tannehill took over, Tennessee scored TDs on 34.6% of their drives. That was second in the NFL. Uh, And they only scored a field goal on 3.1% of their drives. That was the least amount of field goals in the NFL. They had a 31-to-1 touchdown-to-field goal ratio in that 11-game stretch. Oh, and Derrick Henry, he scored um, 16 rushing TDs last year. 12 of those came in that stretch. Does he convert TDs at the exact same way? I, I don't know. Um, but I do know that they, they have a fairly easy schedule. I, I think between the, the, the curse of the rushing champion, we'll call it, and the lack of efficiency in the red zone with this offense, I think he's only bound to go down in points. And I think his ADP is as high as it's ever been. And then from a dynasty standpoint, what is this year five? I mean, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, yeah, this is year five. And, you know, this is when those running backs start to turn into pumpkins. So I, I, I like Derrick Henry. Um, I think it was great to see his breakout of all time last year. And I also don't lo- like that 100 touches, uh, rushes that he had week 17 and then the three playoff games. Those are hard-hitting playoff rushes, not old-fashioned week one pillow fight touches. So for me... My concern from both a durability standpoint and a production standpoint uh, is Derrick Henry. So, Jerry, uh, I know you're a Henry guy to a degree. What do you got? I'm I'm always going to be a volume guy. What do you say? The two V's, value and volume. He's always going to be a volume guy, uh, but he's not. He's never going to be a sexy guy. Last year was the time you got to to be a sexy guy, and unfortunately, when something like that happens, when somebody explodes like that, the very next year they're overvalued. It happens every year. It's everyone goes totally blind and everyone stops using rational thought and they just overvalue everything. And that's exactly what he is. I'm not going to argue with that at all because I, what have we said 
numerous times over this offseason is the efficiency of the Tennessee Titans is going to dip. It was an absurd amount last year, and that is going to fall, and that will fall, believe it or not, on the guy that is a giant vast majority of that offense. So he's he's not going to be useless, but I don't think that's what you're saying. He's just not going to live up to where you're drafting him or what you would have traded for him or whatever else. Uh, if we're going with my guy, and by the way, yours, not a surprise. Uh, I think if people were going to pick two or three guys, I think we could have come up with them. Uh, and if we were going to pick two or three guys on mine, I think this is this is definitely one of them. And it's Kenyon Drake of the Arizona Cardinals. I what, what do I have to do? The dude's like, what, 26? And he finally showed up a little bit. A little bit. And this dude's second, third round startup picks. And I just, I, I don't get it. We're going to talk about the age of Derrick Henry. And we're not going to talk about the age of Kenyon Drake. He is right in that mix of just falling off the face of the earth. And I don't want to hear about the wear on the tires. It, it is irrelevant. The problem is this man is just, he, he's not it. You, every single year in fantasy, like I say, how we always buy into the guy that does too well and we take him in the first, you know, when Peyton Manning throws for 50 touchdowns and people overreact and redraft and they, they draft him. That happens every time. The other thing that always happens is the guy that does really well at the end of the season, you put him in in the third round of, of the next year, the second round, the fourth round, whatever. You He far exceeds where he actually should be. Alex Collins, Zach Stacey. Uh, we do this every single year. Damian Williams. How many times did we have a podcast last off season where we just had to just grit our teeth and get through a Damian Williams conversation? It happened every time. Kenyon Drake is that this year. The problem is, is that this man showed up in Arizona and people have been hearing about Kenyon Drake. And as soon as he gets out of Miami, Oh, he's going to blow up. And his first game in Arizona, what does he do, Randy? He goes for 160 and a tizzy. Of course that would happen because Kenyon Drake is an elite asset. And then for the next month, he shit the fucking bed. He did nothing. Why do nobody ever wants to talk about that? Let's look at it. Ready? 10 carries, 35 yards. Awesome. At least he's a great receiving back, right? He got six yards. Cool. Thanks for following that legendary startup. Get out of here. The next week, 16 carries, 67 yards. Awesome. At least he's a great receiving back, though, right, Randy? 13 yards. Awesome. Thank you for that. The next week, 13 carries, 31 yards, 20 receiving yards. The week after that, 11 carries, 37 yards for 30 yards receiving. The man couldn't crack 60, 75 yards ever in that month. I'm sorry. If you think that is a second or a third round running back where you get an entire month of production that looks like poop, no. So what did he do? His first game he showed up, he did great. The semifinals blew the hell up. Had four touchdowns, looked great. Championship had another good game where he got the two touchdowns. So the three games you cared about where you saw him, he did excellent. And the rest of the time, he peed on his own shoes and did nothing for you. No. 
listen, if you happen to have Kenyon Drake in your flex last year, you were thrilled. That is the definition of a league winner, not Christian McCaffrey or one of those guys that you draft early. Someone that you picked up, you started in your flex and they got you over the top, which is exactly what that guy is. But what he is not is an elite dynasty asset. Get the hell out of here. Stop it. When Chase Edmonds was given the opportunity, that man took it and that man ran with it too. Why in the hell do you think he's not going to get opportunities? Kenyon Drake, how many what, what, how many carries did I just say he got in those games? 10, 16, 13, 11, 12, 15. That's a second round pick? That's a third round pick? Get out of here. No, that's the bust. That's the easy one. Uh, Jerry's pre-workout brought to you by Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is on one. Now, I'm with you. Um, I don't know that I'm as passionate about it as you are. Just for me, uh, he saw a, a career amount of usage last year in his split time. Uh, he had a career high in rushes with 170. Um, the thing that concerns me, it's the same thing that concerns me about a lot of guys, is that in, in his eight games in Arizona, he only had 28 uh, receptions. So he averaged just over three a game, which isn't horrible. It's not Derrick Henry. It's not Joe Mixon. It's better than that. But for where you're drafting him right now and what you're paying to acquire him, especially in a dynasty startup, that's no good. I, I traded a Kenyon Drake share. I traded him straight up for DJ Chark in a league, and I walk around uh, with my chest puffed out. Uh, our boy Matty Big Chest, our boy Dan uh, Williamson from the GOAT District, that was two of their uh, big guys, um, Jerry. Let, let's let's roll into this from um, a value standpoint, from a dynasty value standpoint. Uh, I am using Dynasty Trade Calculator, by the way. Good friends of the show, Izzy and JP, the boys of the Dynasty Trade Calculator. So this this question is: Player most likely to double their DTC value. Jerry, would you like to go first? You have the honors, Your Honor. I can go first. Go first, because uh, you're already so fired up. You're you're what? on one. I am, and uh, this is sort of a follow-up to the last Kenyon Drake rant. Now, luckily, I don't have the passion for this rant that I had for the last one, but it is related. There was a running back that was actually given an opportunity in the same backfield, and I just happened to talk about him. That is Chase Edmonds. You want to talk about a running back that's in that offense that's young, that has shown everything that Kenyon Drake has? His name is Chase Edmonds. You want to talk about a guy who had a 150-yard game? In the one, the one time he was given an opportunity to actually work, and he exploded. And then they brought in Kenyon Drake, and he did pretty good. He did pretty good. I, I'm just not buying it. I don't think he is consistent enough, and I think Chase Edmonds is going to creep into that opportunity. I don't think he's going to be worth it a ton during the season. But I don't think Kenyon Drake is long for that job. And I think the perception around Kenyon Drake 365 days from now is going to not be favorable. And that means that the guy who's young, has produced, and is under contract is going to get a boost in value. And I think that's Chase Edmonds. And I think he's going to show up. And so even if his value doubles, it's still David Montgomery. Which is uh, which I think, if given the opportunity, that dude's going to be a whole hell of a lot better than Chase Edmonds. So I know I went with a pretty cheap option. Who do you, who do you have? Who I haven't. I, Randy hasn't talked in fifteen minutes. I haven't shut the hell up. So I want you, my friend, to tell me because if there's one person who is very good at getting the guy that jumps in value, 
It is Mr. Memphis. Mr. Memphis, who you got? Uh, well, th- this should come as no surprise, guys. I, I stick very true to my – and um, I actually acquired – Baker Mayfield. Let's go. Let's hear this. You know, for as much – God, this is going to be such a play on <laughs> words. But, but as much for uh, – as I've shit on Baker Mayfield, not like in an Odell oh. Beckham sort of way to get shit on, but as much as I've, uh, I've, I've figuratively shit on Baker over the years. If you listen to the last week's show, I, I've turned a corner on Baker. I, I'm yeah. at peace with who Baker is. On, on a side note, he is a QB two. I think he, I think his best case scenario is Kirk Cousins 2019, which was the QB 15 overall, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with 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 Baker being around 15. I, I I've, I'm at peace. If you're not at peace, that's a you problem, not a me problem. But I tell you who's not a problem for any of us, Terry McLaren, run TMC. I, I love this man. This one was a layup, man. Uh, his current dynasty trade calculator value is 20.5. Uh, that's about the equivalent to the 105, if I remember correctly. Uh, I mentioned earlier his OC. I've used this before. His OC is Scott Turner. This is the guy who force-fed DJ Moore 135 targets last year in 14 games, so just a shade under 10 targets a game. I think you're going to see nothing but the TMC and Antonio Gibson show in in Washington. And as a low-key buy, I like buying Dwayne Haskins as my QB3. People much like Mitch Trubisky. I, here's the thing. If I had a Gardner Minshew share before the season started, I would go give my Gardner Minshew share and the cool ass mustache and the headband. I would give that shit to the the uh, Haskins owner because I believe in Haskins. I believe they believe in Haskins, and he was named the starter. I mean, they brought in Kyle Allen from Carolina with Ron Rivera with Scott Turner, and Haskins won this job. He won, he won it in camp, and he's going to get get the opportunity to show us. So here's the thing: worst case scenario, both of them are out of a job next year. So. Uh, but best case scenario is that I don't believe Haskins is out of a job next year. Terry's dynasty trade calculator value, again, 20.5. Wide receivers in that double range, that, that 40 range, would be DeAndre Hopkins, who is at 36. Uh, Devonta Adams is at 44. Tyreek Hills at 44. Chris Godwin at 42. And DJ Moore at 35. So I could easily see Terry with the season. That not only me, but now at this point, the entire dynasty and fantasy industry has. He's going to double. So if you go out right now from a league mate and you buy Terry McLaren, I still feel like there's room to buy equity. So that's why I selected him. Uh, Jerry, I love yours and Chase Edmonds because Kenyon Drake, one, one thing I didn't hear you say, maybe I missed it. He's on a one-year deal. And there's no guarantee that he comes back. And they also kept Eno Benjamin, so there's only three running backs there. And there's no reason why Chase Edmonds uh, can't blow up. But, Jerry, if you're going to have someone who doubles their value, whose stock is going to plummet like a rock in the ocean? Um, well, I got, I got two guys. I'm going to save one just so we can talk about them at the end. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones as my guy. They, they drafted A.J. Dillon. I know they came out with the depth chart that said that he's third on the depth chart. That's stupid you didn't draft him in the second round to be third on your depth chart, but, but it's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has had injury issues. The thing is, is that he put it all together last year. So now we have this narrative that that is, isn't going to happen. And that's, uh, if you're a betting man, that is not a good bet to make. 
Uh, he also made his bread on touchdowns. How many did he have last year? 19, 16, something, something. Damn near 20. Not repeatable. Not even close to repeatable. Even if it's nine, the man will have a good season. But that offense is, I mean, Devontae Adams is like 27, 28. Aaron Rodgers is 103. It's just not, it's not trending. It's not. It's not a young, growing offense. It seems like it's on the precipice of a steep decline. And if there is one of those situations, why in the heck would you want to build it around an injury-prone running back? And maybe maybe he signs. I just I really don't think we're going to see a big money jump from Aaron Jones. And if I am wrong, I could be wrong, but I am pretty sure he was a senior when he came out of UTEP which means he's on the older side, which means he's probably already 25 or 26, or at least he'll be turning, you know, 25 or 26 this season. And didn't we talk about Derrick Henry? Wasn't that, wasn't that one of the things where we're starting to get to that point where it's getting, yeah, getting yeah, a little rough, but, but I, I'm not going to cut you off, but I do like Aaron Jones and the, the difference between Aaron, Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, if they were both 2016 model cars, one of them has been a lot higher mileage and ridden. One of them is basically like a former rental car that you have no idea how people treated versus the ones fairly low miles. But I, I get what you're it, saying. It was owned by the old people. Yeah, it was, it, you know, the, the, the classic tale owned by the old lady down the street. She only used it to drive to church and to pick up groceries on Sunday. Um, super low mileage. Took, took it great might care smell of. like cigarettes, but it's still in good shape. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I I think Aaron Jones is a touchdown regression, but the fact that he is working on a contract negotiation, it's a good offense. And and much like we've talked about other people, we talked about Antonio Gibson basically being the the number two target in Washington. Who's the number two target behind Adams? Why can't it be Aaron Jones? Even if he, even if he gives up some of the, the rushing touchdowns, I think that's kind of obvious. I think your point is very well stated. I still think he could offset some of that with some uh, some PPR volume. But do do you want to pull an Odell Beckham on? I guess I guess in this case, Aaron Jones would also be Odell Beckham. And would you like to continue to poop on allegedly either one of these guys? Oh God, is is that who you're going with? You're you're, you know, you're pooping on OBJ. It's funny. I wrote this show sheet long before the uh, the the news of oh, the day broke. But, yes, mine is Odell Beckham Jr. He's currently going for a 30 in the Dynasty Trade Calculator. That's a very high first-round pick. Um, and guys that – and I think his value, his value is going to get cut in half. And, you know, honestly, the guys who are, who are worth half of, quote-unquote, Odell Beckham's 30, whether that's Tyler Lockett at 16, his teammate Jarvis Landry at 15, Devontae Parker at 15, or Bobby Woods at 17 – those are all guys that, for this season, uh, with the exception of Landry, I'll gladly take over o- over Odell Beckham Jr. Why? Because the last three years, his teammate Landry has been the wide receiver 12 overall, the wide receiver 18 overall, and the wide receiver 5 overall. His last three years, his target share has been 161, 149, and 138. And this is a low-volume offense. We continue to talk about Kevin Stefanski. They just re-signed Kareem Hunt. Under Stefanski last year, we covered this on the, the big bet last week with Dr. with Dr. Kyle. You know, Jerry, Kirk Cousins last year attempted 440 pass attempts. Do you know what his career low in a season was before that? 
I don't know that answer. 540. His his attempts were cut. His low was cut by 100. And, you know, would you consider the Minnesota Vikings successful last year? Made the playoffs, uh, won a playoff game. How'd they do that in, in Minnesota, Jerry? Uh, they were running the ball, Randall. And playing defense, right? Cleveland's, yeah. de- Cleveland's defense, uh, they do have some holes. They, they've lost some people in camp. But they've got a good defense. They did not give up one 300-yard passer last year. So what did Kevin Stefanski see work firsthand in Minnesota last year? You run the ball, run the ball, you run play action, you don't turn the ball over, and you be hyper-efficient. It's part of the reason why I, I no longer am as concerned about Baker. His ceiling is limited, but his floor is safe. And for those reasons, man, I don't think Odell Beckham's going to get the volume. And I think when he doesn't get the volume, he becomes a diva. And then all of a sudden, this time next year, you could be talking, and his contract's very cuttable. I don't believe he has any guaranteed money left on his deal at all. And they owe him like $15 bucks over per season over the next three. Two, Jerry, either that or you're giving me a piece. No, huh? no, that was me telling him peace, oh, peace out, homie. Oh, I was like, I, was like I, think he's, I think he's good for three more seasons. But at, at this point, you know, we're already concerned, quote-unquote concerned, about DeAndre Hopkins being 28 in a new offense. You know, at this point, you know, Beckham could be 28 and a half on a new offense with a new OC. And, and, and then what? Not saying that that would be the end of his career, but I think his stock and his value in Dynasty is going to plummet. So, uh, Jerry, before we get out of here, as, as the Debbie host, do you have any young guys that you want to – you want to remind these people of? I have a Big Ten guy that I want to share with these people, but is there a name you want to put in their ear holes so that they remember going uh, going through this uh, weird COVID college season? Uh, I'm going to talk about one that's obvious because even if you don't know much about Devi, you've heard the man's name, but it's Travis Etienne, and it's because he's playing, so we actually get to watch the man play, which is a good thing. Uh, he also has the possibility of being next year's Jonathan Taylor-esque talent. So keep an eye on him. Watch him. You want to, you know, look at the things that you liked about the running backs and where they went, where where you took Jonathan Taylor, why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went. Because even if Clyde doesn't go to Kansas City, he's still going to be a first-round pick. J.K. Dobbins was always going to be a first-round pick. Swift, Taylor, look at the things that you liked about them. See how they're similar with Travis Etienne. And if you see similarities know that that is somebody that is going to go very high in your first round. Um, you know, he, he he's good. And that's, that's, you know, that's people telling you, you know, no, oh, that's a two by four. That's a really good two by four. And I don't, I don't mean to be lazy, but he's one of these guys that you are going to hear us talk about, not on the Devi show, but in six, seven, eight months on this show, we are going to be talking about him probably every single week. So keep an eye on him. Uh, another guy is another running back from a school that you are going to see in the South because here's the thing about Alabama is they are always on TV. Uh, Najee Harris, another one of these guys that, you know, I haven't dove a ton into the tape, but just when I see him, he just reminds me of like a fighter like J.K. Dobbins. Now, I'm not comparing them, you know, apples to apples, but just a dude that just runs sort of like him and is is physical with it. And that, that, that's what I like about him. But who do you got? Who's the big 10 guy? Uh, and if he's from Michigan, I'm hanging up. Nah, he's a, uh, another running back from the Penn state Nittany lions, the team that has, has given us guys like 
Saquon Barkley like Miles Sanders. His name is Journey Brown. And I was trying to get a hold of Nick or Garrett Price to give me some 411, but uh, we'll get Shane or Kane. Uh, they were tied up with other things. Good for my man Shane, Shane P. Hallam. By the way, the OG. If you're wondering who put James Robinson on the map, it was yeah. it was Shane P. motherfucking Hallam who said that mm-hmm. on the Dynasty Warzone in February of 2019. No, not February 2020, as in like seven months ago, like as in 19 months ago. He told us 19 months ago to look out for a kid named James Robinson. But Shane is a teacher by trade, and he was back in his classroom today. Good for him. I hope he's staying safe. And then our good man Kane had some personal stuff come up today. So didn't want to bother either one of those guys. But this is a name you'll certainly be hearing a lot of. Journey Brown, he he had... uh, 890 yards last year on 129 carries. That's 6.9 per. Uh, He had 15 receptions, which wasn't a huge target volume share. But I I do like seeing a little bit of pass catching in college. And and I like his size. We'll obviously have to see his measurables at the combine. 5'11", 215. Uh, if he runs that, you know, that with that Penn State speed that we've seen at the combine the last few years, this guy could be vaulting up draft board. So that was uh, the guy I wanted and to bring up. To throw that in there, the way this dude ended the season last year, 124 yards, 100 yards, 103 yards, 202 yards, with a 64-yard game against the Ohio State Buckeyes on only 11 carries. Dude showed that he can do it, and he's never really been given a ton of opportunity because they've had so many great backs there. But that was a good call, and he is definitely going to be one of those trendy guys that just creeps up and up and up into first rounds next year, certainly. He's going to be the guy that with a good athletic performance at the combine he is just going to jump the the knock on him will be the lack of college production especially if the big 10 does not get back on the field this year but but he is also going to be um you know kind of like i guess alvin kamara is not like a fair comp but except from the fact that they were both low mileage guys coming out you know um that tends to make a lot of people nervous i think his stock could be very antonio gibson-esque you know, if he lands in a great spot, he could be, you know, jetpacked to the moon. If he lands in a horrible spot, he may be drugged down and in, into the to the mud. So, but he was certainly a name that I was trying to give you someone uh, to think about as we, you know, talk about the this 2020 season from a dynasty standpoint. But Jerry, enough talking about the bus, the rookies, the thing. It's the games, man. We have games on Thursday night. Uh, tomorrow night, live on the YouTube feed, much like this show's been, me and Dr. Kyle are going to cover some gambling and DFS and player prop stuff. I know you're going to tune in. Uh, you have anything for Thursday night and any bold predictions this week? I know you're not a gambler. No, you're not a DFS guy, really. But do you have a prediction, anything that, that you want these people to know before we wrap this mug up? Deshaun Watson is not busting. Stop, oh, stop overthinking about it. That dude is a dog. He's going to kick the piss out of them that's that there's my take you, you want me to share a great nugget i heard from the vegas guys today about deshaun watson you know i do so so the the over under win total in vegas on the houston texans is seven and a half and my man rj bell said when was the last time a top five quarterback in the nfl had an over and under win total sub 500 and, and like the light bulb went off above my head now are they going to win this game Probably not. I mean, on the road, yeah. week one, no preseason. 
in Houston. I'm excuse me, in KC. Yeah. Um, probably not, but that was, man, that was just very simply and very well said by RJ. When was the last time a top five QB was projected to have a losing record in a division where he's probably going to get two wins against Houston? And let's say he splits with Indy and Tennessee. There's four wins right there. So, so for them to win four more games is probably not out of the question. Uh, I'm not going to piggyback someone else's take, but since you brought up Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, I will share that. We will have that. We're going to look ahead to week two in the betting lines. Um, and, and guys, I mentioned earlier about our new sponsor, which I'll hit again here in just a second. Jerry, it looks like we're finally, finally going to get some Dynasty Warzone merch. Uh, we'll be linking that probably next week's show. And spoiler, I am looking at it in the Patreon chat right now, what one of them is. <laughs> Randy, you... Randy and Matt, man, you no, guys, dude, are dude, I, I, two peas in a pod. When I saw this shirt, this is a deep, this is a deep hook. We're we're getting our our tease. When I saw this shirt, I was like, this thing is gonna go bananas. People will want it for so many reasons, and it may not always be dynasty related because it's a sweet design. We're finally doing it. We're hoping to have this thing live by the weekend, live merch. Um, and if you're looking for a nice pair of joggers or a pair of athletic shorts to wear with your Dynasty Warzone t-shirt, head over to thehate.com. That's the, the, the word, the, T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I.com. Uh, get you some joggers, get you some training shorts, use the code MEMPHIS, save 10% at checkout. And they have some other specials on the website as well, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show, guys. It, it means a ton. And then the YouTube don't miss a thing. Subscribe to the YouTube. You'll get Table Talk with Matty Big Chest. You'll get some Dynasty Nuggets with me and Jerry. You'll get some injury stuff with Dr. Kyle, as well as both live streams of the Dynasty Warzone of the Fabulous Big Bet. It's all here on YouTube. And Jerry, I've got one more podcast to cut, and then it's nothing but football the rest of this week for me, man. So set your lineups. Oh, if you're listening to this right 17. now and you're not watching the YouTube, you know, it's coming out on Wednesday, which means tomorrow football starts. Not, not, not starting. It's not getting canceled. It's not getting postponed. If you're listening to this right now on Podbean or iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, tomorrow's football, baby. So set your lineups. Don't mess it up early. Let's go. Let's eat. Everybody eating. Everybody winning ships this year. All right. Well, Jerry's fired up. He, like I said, he's uh, he's been hanging out with Pablo Escobar, it would appear. But he's fired up because he's here to help you. I'm here to help you. You can find us on Instagram uh, and Twitter for the show at Dynasty Warzone. I'm at DWZ Memphis. He's at Jerry Sin DWZ. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back here week two, recapping week one this time next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice. 
personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. <laughs>